You're listening to a sermon on the Mission Ridge Church Podcast. Hang around after the message for more information about Mission Ridge Church. Sermon notes for this message or any of our other messages can be found through our website, missionridge.church. Merry Christmas. Thanks for joining us today. We are finishing up our Advent season. Uh, I've, I've really enjoyed this time, uh, both uh, preaching uh, and just presenting just uh, what the Lord has been talking to me about, but also hearing from, from Logan and Jen, and it's just been a, a great season for me. We have said that Advent is a time of preparation, reflection, and anticipation in the darkest days of the year to celebrate the rival of the light of the world. Now, one of the primary scriptures that we uh, look to comes out of Isaiah, and it's one of my favorite scriptures of all time. Isaiah 7, 14 says, Behold, a virgin will be with child and bear a son, and she will call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. And I just love that our God chooses to be with us. He chooses to be with us. Sometimes my experiences tell me something different. My experiences lie to me. My experiences say, Rob, God wants nothing to do with you. Uh, God has abandoned you. Uh, you, You're too far gone. You're, You're too broken. You're too this or that, whatever. Uh, over, to, over my 51 years, my experiences have tried to communicate a lot of different things about the reality of God and me. But this verse tells me something very specific, that God chooses to be with us, and, and that came through Christ. In, in the clearest way possible, we can see that, that God chooses to be with us as love came down through the Son, Jesus Christ. And so for us, Advent is about Christ's first Advent, his first Advent into the world, but also I think in terms of his first Advent into our lives. I think that's important too for us to kind of take time each year to go, remember when Christ first came into my life? Maybe for you, that's this season. And if that's so, that's awesome. And then Advent is about... Christ's expected advent, his, his return, when, when he puts everything back together, everything in order, he, he reigns supreme, he, he comes in the sky uh, with, with his entourage of angels, and, and what a, an exciting moment that will be. It's something that I long for. I long for that day, for Christ's second advent. But I also say that Advent is about now. Advent is about experiencing Christ now. Advent is about us remembering that, that yes, he came and, and, and yes, he is coming, but he is Emmanuel now. He is Emmanuel today. And we should live with this expectation of experiencing Jesus, here and now and today. 
during this season, we have, we have lit five candles. Five candles. We, we lit the hope candle. We lit the peace candle. We lit the joy candle, which in a traditional Advent wreath is a different color than the other candles. And then we lit the love candle. And finally, on Christmas Eve, we lit the Christ candle. And we lit these candles to remind ourselves that, that Christ brings light to us. That as we engage with Christ and the longer we spend time with Jesus, the more light we should experience in our lives, in our world. And so we looked at these ideas of hope and peace and joy and love. And, and, and all of these are, are, are something that we should experience as human beings. These are things that we were created, designed to experience. But we experience them in deeper ways through Christ. We experience them in better ways because of Christ. And Advent is that season when we, when, when the days are dark and, and, and the days are shorter and, and life seems maybe a little bit harder. And we remember that Christ brings hope. He brings peace, joy, and love. I think this is summarized really well in Romans 5, 1 through 5. I was reading that this week in uh, my life transforming group. And I like the way the new living translation puts it. So I'm going to present it here this morning. But Paul, the apostle says this, therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord has done for us. The area that we, we long for peace in the, in the greatest sense Maybe the area where we're before Christ, and, and maybe even, unfortunately, even after we come to Christ, we wonder, do we have peace with Almighty God? And through Christ, we have that. Because of faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand, and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. Regardless of our present day circumstances, we experience joy, joy of what's coming because of Christ. And so in verse three says, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation is because of Christ that we, we have hope. It's because of him. And this hope will not lead to disappointment for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us a Holy spirit to fill our hearts with his love. And it's through the Holy spirit that we are to experience Jesus on a regular basis. He speaks to me through his scriptures, through, through experiences, uh, through other people. I know that when I prepare 
for my sermons that he answers very specific questions. How do you want me to uh, communicate this? But I, I experienced the Lord on a regular basis because of the Holy Spirit, and, I, and I'm grateful for that. Uh, there's a couple of stories that just kind of highlight this, this desire, this longing, um, this uh, amazing experience of experiencing Jesus Christ. And, and the first uh, came to me through one of our elders. Uh, Derek is a pastor down in Salt Lake City. He was supposed to meet with us earlier this month for our board meeting, and he missed the meeting. And after the meeting, he called and apologized and said, I'm sorry, but I, uh, I, I was involved in this conversation. It was, a, it was a very important conversation. He goes, and I didn't feel like I could walk away from that conversation. Uh, he goes, oh, and by the way, I get to baptize this gal. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, that's maybe the best excuse ever for missing a board meeting. You get to baptize someone. I'm like, I could totally buy into that. So I said, tell me, the, tell me her story. This, this gal... She grew up in Iraq. She grew up Muslim. And she became disenchanted with the, the Muslim faith. And so she walked away from that, but didn't know what she, where she was going to go spiritually after that. And, and at, at some point recently, Christ came to her in her dreams. And she was just drawn to Christ, and, and as she ex expressed to Derek uh, this Christ that came to her in her dreams, he's like, that comes out of revelation. That picture that you saw, like that is how Christ is described towards the end of revelation. This was just an amazing uh, moment for this gal and, uh, and it, it led her to the point of wanting to be baptized. And uh, I was really grateful that Derek was there to help her understand what this relationship with Christ means. And so uh, what, a, what an amazing story. The second story comes from uh, actually from the song and stories. I said I'd share a story from that. Uh, Pastor Austin, you saw him if you're at the... Christmas Eve service. He's the All Souls pastor. And he uh, regularly shares songs, at songs and stories, and, and shares a story behind the songs. And he was sharing, sharing uh, this experience he had down at uh, the Ultimate Leadership Conference down in California. It's a Christian conference that I went to earlier in the year. Uh, Austin went in, in November. And Austin shared with us at Songs and Stories that while he was there, he saw visions. He, he heard the, the voice of the Lord uh, communicate very specifically to him. And, and the song that he shared with us that night had to do with that experience. Now, <laughs> I love this disclaimer on the front end. He says, I am a stoic Presbyterian. And so this is not uh, something that, he expected. Uh, I, I, you know, I have friends that uh, are charismatic and, and they kind of expect uh, that kind of experience with the Lord. 
he didn't expect this, but he was given this gift, this engagement with Christ uh, in a very critical time. And, and it, it really ministered to him. It really changed him, this experience. And, and he came back uh, and we've had a number of conversations. We meet on a weekly basis and, and uh, I've really enjoyed just hearing his heart and, and this was critical to him. And I've had similar moments uh, throughout my life, uh, not so much the vision side, but I have known God to speak very specifically, very plainly to me, and I cherish those moments. As I was sitting there watching and hearing Austin share that first time as songs and stories, <laughs> I, I, was, I was a little jealous. At least that's where I started. And I'm like, Lord, why is that not my experience right, right now? And, and then I realized, wait a minute, I don't want to take away from Austin. Like, I'm so grateful that Austin experienced this, that, that the Lord came to him like this. So grateful for my friend and, and, and a man that I love and value and and, and cherish our partnership within the community. But I, I want this too. And, and, I, and I just found myself sitting there listening to Austin share his song with us. Just kind of crying out, going, Lord, why am I not hearing you? And it actually, it actually brought some clarity for me. Um, I do hear the Lord regularly when, I, when I'm preparing for my sermons, and, and, and I'm grateful for that. But I have a very distinct time, separate time for sermon preparation and my own personal walk with God. Uh, separate time for my role as pastor and my humanness, my my, me as a person, my personal connection with God that I need. And if you don't ever hear from me or through me again from God, that's, that's one thing. But I need to hear from him for myself. That is, that is a heart level need for me. And I'm listening to that song and again, I don't want to take away from what the Lord did for my friend because I'm so grateful. But I'm just crying out, going, Lord, why am, not, why am I not hearing from you? And in that moment, I sense God say this to me. Rob, you only want to have one conversation with me. <laughs> I, I heard from him. <laughs> um, it was hard to hear that. It was, it was hard to hear that. Maybe, maybe you've had someone say that to you. Maybe you, 
in a relationship with someone, you only wanted one conversation and didn't matter whatever else they said, you couldn't hear those words. They were like Charlie Brown's, Charlie Brown's teacher. Wah, 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 wah. Because you just wanted the, the one conversation. And unless they were going to have that conversation, you weren't really going to engage. I've done that with my wife. I've done that with my children. Nope, nope. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Let's stick with this conversation right here. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever been told by God that that's what I was doing to him before. How are you doing? How is your connection with Christ going? Are you on a one-track mind with him? Are you on a one-track conversation with him? And, 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 and if he's not willing to have that conversation, you don't want to go there. Or, or maybe, maybe he just wants to have one conversation with you, and you're like, not that conversation, God. Don't want to talk about that. How's it going for you? You know, we had this song that we just sang and, and, and Logan introduced it last week. Um, Love came down at Christmas. And verse two says this, worship we the Godhead, love incarnate, love divine, worship we our Jesus, but where is our sacred sign? Where is our answer to prayer? Where are you, God? Why are you not showing up? Where are you? Does that ring a bell? Does that, does that song, that part of that song resonate with you? Logan shared verse 3 which became our chorus. Love shall be our token. Love be yours and love be mine. Love to God and others. Love for plea and gift and sign. The reality is, is that God loves us. He wants to love us. He is expressing his love. He's communicating himself in a, in, in, in a loving way. And sometimes we're not ready to receive that. Sometimes I am not ready to receive his love because I either want one conversation and one conversation only or the one conversation that God wants to have with me. And, and oh, by the way, he's still God. <laughs> Right? The one conversation that he wants to have with me, I'm not ready for. I'm like, can we talk about something else? Advent is a time of preparation, reflection, and anticipation. It's a time for us to look into our hearts to, to go, where am I at? How am I doing? How's this working out? 
I know how this is working out, the external world. What, how, how are things between me and you, God? Am I seeing you the way I need to see you? Am I hearing what I need to hear? Am I obeying? Like, like Logan talked about last week. Am I, the last thing you, you said to me, am I willing to live that out? We know that the world around us brings chaos a lot of times. We know that in Advent season, it's, it's darker, it's, it's colder. Uh, man, when I deal with depression, it's, it's more in this end of the season than, than, than June or July. We know that the external world is going to function in a certain way during this season. But we, we intentionally have this conversation again for us to have a time of preparation and reflection and anticipation so that we can be ready for Christ's return, even in the darkest days of the year. That we'll be ready to celebrate the arrival of the light of the world. This season is intended to draw us back to Christ, no matter what's going on. No matter what's going on. There's a church, the early church, that Jesus has this, this, this message for found in Revelation chapter 2. It's the church of Ephesus. And Jesus has a very specific message. And, and, and not all their circumstances are, are like ours, but I think a lot of them really are. And so I think, uh, I think Jesus would say some of these same things to us today. And so Revelations 2, 1 through 5 says this. To the angel of the church in Ephesus write, the one who holds the seven stars in his right hand, the one who walks among the seven golden lampstands. He, he walks amongst the churches. He's fully aware of what's going on. Says this, I know your deeds and your toil." And your perseverance, that you cannot tolerate evil men, and you put to test those who call themselves apostles, and they are not. And you found them to be false, and you have perseverance and have endured for my namesake, and have not grown weary. I, I think Jesus would say this to us. I think as a church that we that our deeds have been good, that, that our toil and our perseverance, like I am so proud of, of just how we have faced th these two years of pandemic together. I'm really proud of that. And I think Jesus would have similar words for us in these verse, first few verses. But then he might also say this, but I have this against you, that you have left your first love. You have left your first love. You're, you're, 
You're still doing everything that you're supposed to be doing. You're still toiling. You're still persevering. But in your, in your nose to the grindstone, you're, let's just get this done. Let's just, let's just do this. Maybe some of your, your, your hope or your joy or, or your peace or your, or your love, maybe some of that has, has leaked out. Some of that has been put on the back burner. Maybe, maybe you're just mm, in the fight, but not loving it. Any, I, it's a struggle, and, and you're becoming angry or disenchanted. Something. You have left your first Love. And so he says this, Therefore remember from where you have fallen and repent and do the deeds you did at first. Or else I'm coming to you and will remove your lampstand out of its place unless you repent. You know, uh, as a husband, been married 25 years. I, uh, there's been seasons where things were just hard between Christy and I, challenging. Uh, it, it was either because I had let some things creep into my heart, uh, some attitudes kind of creep in. Uh, you know, it was either because of that or the circumstances were just hard and we were just... You know, they, they had nothing to do with us, you know, our relationship with each other, but the external circumstances just kept us on this dead run. And we were just wore out. That can wear on a relationship. And you become so focused on what you're doing and and. And you just, I'm here to persevere. I'm, I'm here to toil. I'm, I'm here to, I'm getting things done. And, and, and it doesn't come across the same way it did when, when I was first pursuing her and she was first pursuing me. Like it, it just doesn't come across the same way. It, it, it could come across as cold and, and, and calculated, even if it's not meant to. And I've had to, and Chrissy's had to make this intentional decision to just do what we did before, do what we did at first in our relationship, do the kinds of things that helped the other person know, I love you, I value you, I, I, know, that, I know that you didn't create this experience, I, it's not your fault. Um, or, or, hey, I haven't handled this well. I, I, I need to change things. I'm going to show you that I'm going to change it. By the way, I choose to do things differently, and by differently, like going back to what I did before, doing those things again. And that's what Christ calls us to. 
notice that even though Jesus is saying your deeds, your toil, your perseverance, they're amazing. He's commending them. He calls the church to change their heart towards him. And, and, and maybe other people too, calling back to what Logan talked about, like, like if my love tank isn't full from God, I, there's nothing for him to give anybody else. And so... Even though Jesus is saying your deeds, your toil, perseverance, they're great. He's not saying that Jesus is going to change the circumstances. He calls upon the church to change the heart behind what they're doing. To remember those first moments of, of coming to Christ, to experiencing his grace, uh, that, it, that initial excitement of, of, of recognizing how much God wants to be with us. I think of that, that lady that, that grew up under Islam and, and the, the oppression that she felt there and the disenchantment she felt there and then her coming to Christ and saying, I need to be baptized. And... What, what was that like for you? His first advent into your life. What, that, what did that create inside of you? What did that cause you want to do when you first came to Christ? What did that look like? We're called to return to there, and, and, and maybe the circumstances will change. But what needs to change first is our heart. Our heart. So the implication is this. We, while we oftentimes, we focus on our deeds, toil and perseverance during challenging times. And, and, and this is necessary, like we should. <laughs> we are to have deeds, we are to toil, we are to persevere. But while we oftentimes focus on that, Christ calls us pursue a deep relationship to do the things that we did when we first came to Christ and fell in love with him he calls us to pursue that deep deep relationship and so I think of the grace given to that gal that where Jesus visited her in their dreams and, and she recognized Christ for who he is or, or the grace given to my buddy, Pastor Austin, when he's at this conference and, 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 and how life-changing that was for Austin and, and the things that that he's pursuing today as a husband, as a father, as a man of God, because of that time down there in California and, and what the Lord spoke to him in those moments. Let's adopt that heart. Let's remember 
those moments when Christ came to us and, and changed our world, changed our understanding, whether it was the very first time or the, or the 30th time that Christ came to us, spoke to us, ministered to us, answered prayer. Let's remember those things and let's do the things that we did before. Let's, 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 let's date God <laughs> again. Let's take time to just tell him how special, how unique he is to us. How grateful we are to have him. And so the, the one and only advantageous action items this week is invest in your key relationships like you did at first. Let's invest in those relationships. And, and maybe for the, the Ephesians church, this was working great, this, this relationship between them and God, but it wasn't working great between them and, and others and their community. And maybe the things that they, they did with the zeal as far as sharing their faith or, or inviting people in, maybe that wasn't happening. Maybe that was the part. Maybe, maybe the relationships between church members wasn't going great or, or between husband and wife, maybe that wasn't going great because people had expectations, maybe even valid expectations, but they weren't seeing them lived out for some reason. Christ says, I see your perseverance. I see your, your, your toil. I see your deeds but return to that first love. Return to the things that you did at the beginning. And so whether it's between you and God or you and the people that are important to you, you with others within the church, you within the community, invest in those relationships like you did at first. When you first came to Christ, when you first got Married, when you first pursued that person. When you first became great friends. Let's invest in relationships like that. This is the invitation of Advent. Will you take that invitation? Will you live that out? Thanks for listening to the Mission Ridge Church Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and share if you enjoyed this message. We are a church focused on relational discipleship and located in Missoula, Montana. For more information about Mission Ridge, visit our website, missionridge.church. Thanks for tuning in. Happy Holidays and Merry Christmas.